let's get into the meat of this podcast by talking about um, our shared or our experiences, both together and apart. Yeah. So I'd love you to start, since I think this kind of really uh, got the, the idea for this podcast really got moving or got the ball got rolling with your experience at the doctor this week. Yeah, and this podcast is truly dedicated to all of the females out there who have gone into a doctor's office and particularly with like period pain or like period symptoms, cycle symptoms. Um guys out there, if this if this is gonna make you squeamish, then you're not tough enough, fine. Don't stick around. You can bail. It's okay. But yes, we're gonna talk about menstrual cycles a little bit. And <laughs> you're used to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. We have a very, I guess, honest episode today. Yeah, we're we're speaking from the heart and off the cuff. Uh huh. So we have a, I think we had some oddly, well, I mean, a shared experience this week, mostly shared by you, but I think I was a <laughs> uh, participant a little bit of it. Um, but we had some very similar kind of uh, experiences this past week that led us to uh, basically talk about the uh, topic of women's health and how you actually put it in more detail about basically. Turning in your woman card? Um, yeah. More about the uh, the situation that brought to light this sort of underrepresentation that there is of true women's health mm. in the Western medicine world, which for those who may wonder what the heck that is, that's like your OBGYN or mm-hmm. like your traditional medicine doctors you would go to here in the United States. So yeah, we'll talk about what uh, experience obviously Shannon had this week and what uh, similar type of related information I heard this week or experienced this week. Um, but before we jump into that, we want to thank you guys uh, for tuning in this week. And if you tuned in last week, awesome. And in the weeks before that, and before that, and before that, Gold star. and the 300 or so, and 300 and counting episodes that we've done over the past six years, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please leave a rating and review. You know what? If you already have done it, I'm sure it's been a couple of years, well, let's just do another one. Yeah. That'd be yeah. greatly appreciated. Um, and to show our appreciation for one of you lucky listeners out there, uh, we are having a listener giveaway right now. We are, uh, this is actually, uh, the last week of our listener giveaway. So as you guys hear this, you only have a few more days to participate in our giveaway. Um, actually it's sponsored by Third Z, the sleep optimization company, uh, that was co-founded by, or co-founded and co-created by Justine, Dr. Justine Ward, who was a recent guest on the podcast. Um, so they are giving away a bag of their PM recovery collagen guys. I use this every night. 
Um, I really believe it does it is very beneficial about improving the sleep quality. Um, if you want to know what exactly it does, go back and listen to our episode with Dr. Justine, uh, and she'll give you all the details. But you guys, all you have to do is follow us on Instagram, the ATF Podcast, and you guys will get details on how you could enter and hint, hint, nudge, nudge, leaving a rating review can help you guys win or increase your chances of winning that bag of PM Recovery Collagen. Yeah. So, boom. All right, training recaps. Would you like to go first or second? I can go first. First? Um, my training this week was very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, was definitely feeling like I need a little bit extra sleep this week. And so my trainings were like a couple hits, um, one bike ride, and a kind of strength and stretching session. So not not like a very strenuous week on right. the, uh, the old training front, but I'm glad I got something in there. And, um, yeah, I, I'm hoping I can get like a couple longer sessions in the coming week mm-hmm. or so. For your strength, uh, strength workout, what did you do? Anything remember? Do you I mean, it was, it was kind of like a, a grab bag, if you will. It was like some planks and like some yoga, but some yoga moves, but also kind of some Pilates thrown in there. Just sort of something I threw gotcha. together. Oh, okay. Well, some way. Sometimes that's it, some of the best ones. You discover what you really want to do, uh, what kind of movements you want to do on a regular basis. So, I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I don't, get too crazy i have such a limited time in the morning um you know i wake up i hit the ground running and i have about 20 minutes i do my movement which includes stretching and uh usually interval training where um i do upper body focus or lower body focus if i'm using the kettlebell or the kettlebell with some bands um or you know if i got 15 minutes to jump on the bike um after five minutes of stretching so those are like my mini workouts in the morning before my 6 a.m clients start um, usually I get time to go to the gym, um, during the week, but this week was a little busy week. Um, so I didn't get as much time, just a couple quick sauna sessions, mm-hmm. um, but didn't do the lifting I was doing previous week, but hopefully we'll see, we'll see how this week shakes out. Um, actually signed up three, uh, clients, new clients this week. Hey. I probably should have laid that for maybe a certain section we do at the end now that I say it out loud, but that's okay. Uh, I got something else planned for that. So good week of training, keep it up. Um, and let's get into the meat of this podcast by talking about, um, our shared or our experiences both together and apart. Yeah. So I'd love you to start since I think this kind of really uh got the the idea for this podcast really got moving or got the ball got rolling with your experience at the doctor this week yeah and this podcast is truly dedicated to all of the females out there who have gone into a doctor's office and particularly with like period pain or like period symptoms, cycle symptoms. Um, guys out there, if this if this is gonna make you squeamish, then you're not tough enough, fine. Don't stick around. You can bail, it's okay. 
But yes, we're going to talk about menstrual cycles a little bit. And <laughs> you're used to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it really goes to the fact that for all of those females who have gone to their doctor and said, like, I feel crappy and I feel like I lose days out of my month to symptoms tied to my cycle, you know, whether it's PMS or excruciating pain during your your menstrual cycle. It's the sad fact is that you leave those appointments with, an offer for you to go on birth control usually if you're not already on it and you just feel really unseen and this episode is for all of those people out there who have gone to the doctor and have been kind of dismissed with no real options except to say being a woman's tough right sorry about that so and that's that's this is really where it all starts mm-hmm. so I, and I have talked a little bit about this on the podcast before, if you've listened before, I have had hormone imbalances probably for much of my adult life, triggered a lot because I think I had severe stress and anxiety issues in my teens and probably into my 20s. And then after I had my daughter, coming back into like my cycle and my hormones, they they didn't quite get back to a balance. They got back to a normal enough rhythm, but I've had for the last year, I've had excruciatingly painful menstrual cycles. So that means whenever I bleed every month, I have two days, at least two days, like 48 hours of pure hell where I can't sit, I can't walk, I can't stand I can't sleep without like it feels like someone's wringing my insides like a towel like a wet towel and it's it's cramping it's bloating like everything kind of in my midsection hurts and even to the point where it feels like someone kicked me in the crotch you know like where if I stand up it just hurts like Mm -hmm. everything's cramping so much And, I mean, yes, I have miscarried before. I know what that's like. I've had a child. I know what labor is like. And I'm not kidding you when I say that these pains, these are comparable to those two experiences. Not like peak labor pains, but the kind of contractions that you get in both of those situations, it's like that. I mean, it's the kind of pain where it, like, hits you. And you literally can fall to your knees when you get one of these heavy waves. Yeah. With peak labor, you got an epidural at one point after, you know, over 24 hours. After 33 hours, yeah. So, I mean, but this one, obviously with these pains, you don't really get any of that benefit of those drugs. And um, it's also, it's, it's it's not in spaced out waves Mm -hmm. sometimes. Sometimes it's constant. Right. And it's to the point where I really don't sleep for two days. It's so interesting, too, and I don't want to sidetrack us or anything, because I want you to kind of talk about the actual experience you had, but it seems that this has been going on for, you know, decades. The only reason I say that is because 
one of the most common commercials I remember seeing over the years, I don't see them as much anymore because I don't watch TV um, as regularly, is like the menstrual cramp commercials, whether it be for Midol or for some sort of painkiller where it's always like some sort of glowing red siren down in the uterine area (laughs) or something, some sort of really... Uh, alarming thing is representing the uh, the period time. Yeah. Um. So it's like this is this has been going on obviously since. Well, this is. I've been watching TV, but generation. <laughs> right. I mean, women's cycles have always. If this this the truth is, and this is the thing that is the frustrating part is that I know because I have. I have gone out of my way to learn about endocrinology mm-hmm. and how hormones affect certainly your reproductive system, but your entire body, your whole body, like estrogen and progesterone, they don't just like affect your bleed. Like they do trigger it, but they don't, that's not their limitation. Uh-huh. You know, there's lots of other hormones at play in your cycle as well. And when you have a hormone imbalance, it's really, it manifests a lot of symptoms and it can throw a lot of other systems out of whack Mm -hmm. because your, your hormones are like the baseline of your body. They're the things that are triggering other actions and activity to happen in your body to help maintain those rhythms you need to live your life. Mm -hmm. So as a female... I have learned a lot more about my body than I was ever taught. And because of that, I know for a fact that this is not the norm. This is not okay. And I went into my gynecologist's office this week. And I've gone to this gynecologist, this practice, which has included many doctors, but they were the ones that, um, you know, helped us through the pregnancy and the delivery of Ella and um, I've been going more regularly for the last couple of years um, but I've I've known them for a while I've never really made any huge asks of them um, but I was hoping that I was going to get some kind of answer instead what I got was this very nice nurse who when she asked me for the date of my last menstrual cycle the first day of my last menstrual cycle which is the thing they always ask you when you go into your gyno's office um I said I have to check an app and I went into my app she goes oh that reminds me she's like I'm on my period now too but I, I you know I have to log in my app when my period actually started I don't actually remember when the first day was and it was like this this small moment just sort of uncorked this whole sort of opportunity for her to just let loose when I said, hey, I know what you're talking about. I'm like, you know, we've got so many other things on our minds. We have to track our, our menstrual cycle, too. And she was like, yeah, she's like, and not to mention the fact that, you know, I just basically plan for like this, you know, time of misery every single month. And she's like, 
And I know, I basically tell when I start my cycles, like I'll go back through my messages and find out when I started telling people, hey, I'm going to be home for the next two days on my floor with a heating pad. And I kind of looked at her because I was like, oh, my God, that's, that's what I do. And, like, I was like, yes, that that's, that really sucks, you know. And she just kind of started going off. She's like, yeah, she's like, you know, I would have called in sick. She's like, I would have definitely called in sick if I actually had the PTO. Unfortunately, the doctor's note that I would need to get in order to give to my boss is from my boss. So I can't do that because I don't have any PTO. And then she goes on to tell me how her periods are so painful. She's like, she's like, I've had a child before. And you know what? She's like, enduring this pain on a monthly basis. And, you know, feeling like absolute crap and having to still go to work with it. She's like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm all right to turn in my woman card. I'm just done being a woman. And those words hung very ominously of the day and really kind of still do. And that's what really made me want to have this conversation because I know so many women who have at some point probably said, I want to turn in my woman card. Like, mm-hmm. this is not worth it to me. And I literally told you at some point recently, I said, I have to talk to my my doctor, my gyno, because, yes, I'm doing, you know, herbal things to help balance my hormones. And it's working. It's just not fast. And, you know, it's probably going to require me to do other, you know, treatments as well, like other herbal remedies because, yes, one hormone's now kind of more balanced, but I'm still having issues. And I think I told you, I said, I lose, essentially what I feel like is I lose two days out of every month. Mm-hmm. I lose two days where I... I walk through and I go through my life and I go through the motions of my day and in misery and just so uncomfortable and so in pain, just tired. Like, I just want to sleep. Like, I'm already exhausted because of my cycle, but then to be uncomfortable so that I can't actually rest, it's like some sort of sick torture. Mm -hmm. You know how they actually did sleep deprivation is a torture? Mm Mm-hmm. This feels like that. Like, it feels like I'm being tortured. And it's two days. And, yes, some people out there may be like, wow, two days, really tough. I've got that, like, three months out or three weeks out of the month. I know that I have it really not that bad. That's the sad thing. Right. And when I went into my doctor's office and I said, you know, I've never really come in here with with a need, but... I have to say, the last year, I have had some pretty brutal menstrual cycles. And I was like, I've had really intense PMS that I've managed to get under control. But I was like, it has, it's still this, these like two, two days, these 48 hours where it's so unbearable. I feel like I'm losing days out of my life. Mm-hmm. And my doctor sweet woman she's like oh I'm so sorry I just yeah that sucks like that just that's really tough 
And she goes, you know, she's like, you you don't want to go back on birth control because that would help lighten up your period a little bit because I also have like a really heavy bleed for two days. Um, and she's like, would you want to go on birth control? And like the second she said that, I was like, well, this is a losing battle because, you know, you're not on the same page with what birth control really is. Yeah. And I've used birth control previously in my life to manage cycle discomfort. Um, and then I learned that really what it does is suppress your hormones so that you don't bleed. You don't have these, these like crazy, um, shifts of hormones in your body that cause the very natural and very meaningful thing of your menstrual cycle like to bleed. Right. It suppresses the, the ovulation time in your cycle as well. I mean, it does all these things to basically stop your body doing exactly what it's made to do and it suppresses them. So yeah, of course it's going to also suppress some of the symptoms that you have, your bleeds are usually lighter, they're shorter, you don't have as many like pains, you don't have as drastic PMS, but it's, it's like putting a stopper on a, on a dam yeah. for years and it causes a lot of damage on the other side. You know, then you end up coming off of it and your hormones are way out of whack. Yeah. I mean, I just looked at some numbers and I know it's kind of, uh, this is, I don't know what the ultimate, but they were saying that, I mean, 20 million America, uh, women in America have a hysterectomy. You know, they said, if they said one third of women over 60 had it. So, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, that's probably there's more things that are associated with that of getting the reasons why they get a hysterectomy. But it's like, I can't believe, you know, I can't imagine that suppressing your home hormones or the natural processes in your body is helping that. <laughs> and the thing is that birth control wasn't designed with the idea that like, oh yeah, this is, this is meant to, to make you feel better. Like it was kind of an accident. It was definitely, I mean, it was developed by a guy and it was the fact that it, it prevented these sort of key parts of your cycle from happening so that your chances of getting pregnant kind of vanished or went incredibly low. Um, but I mean, look at the reproductive issues now happening yeah. in, in, especially in countries that have a lot of use of birth control. You know, doctors handed out like freaking Skittles. Right. They handed out more than Skittles. I mean, it was, it's literally the first response I get when I talk to my gyno about any kind of issue I have ever. It's like, oh, well, I'm wondering if I should, you know, maybe wait to have kids here. Oh, you want to go on the pill? You want to go, you want to go birth control? And it's like, no, I don't, I don't need to do that. Like, it's just like an automatic reaction. Acting, birth control. It is. Bad though. breath, birth control. It's like, no. oh, oh, you're, yeah, it's like, oh, so you have terrible, you have terrible acne. That actually some yeah. people at some <laughs> point have said, yeah, you should, you should try a different kind yeah, of birth control. Yeah, hormonal depression, yeah. And there's, there's a number of different types. I know there's IUDs, there's all these things, but it comes down to, and there's, there's a lot of people I think nowadays that are very triggered by this 
when someone says, well, birth control is really not good for you. There's a lot of people who have found a lot of success or help for certain issues with birth control and get really triggered by it and are like, oh, my God, no, you're insane. Like, you're just a bandwagon. There are studies pointing to chronic health issues that birth control has caused. It's, it's like, it's killing people really, you know, it's causing illnesses, chronic illnesses for women. And this is, this is a common thing in our society now. It's not treating the problem. Like the problem for a lot of these issues is a whole other situation that going on the pill is not going to solve. It's a mask. My my doctor told me, she's like, I'd recommend taking a couple Motrin two to three times a day on those really heavy bleed days. Now, she doesn't know that I took had to take a lot of painkillers in high school when I was a competitive cheerleader because I have nerve damage. And it almost gave me an ulcer. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't know that. And, like, how would she know that? So I just sort of politely said, oh, okay, sure. Like, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. It'll rip up my stomach. But, I mean, it was it was just that, well, you should just take some painkillers. It'll ease off the the bleeding a little a little bit. It might help the bleed. And, you know, that's really all you can do. Right. So I, we had other discussions, you know, I shared some other things that I've been trying about carb cycling, which is something that I'm going to be trying um, for the next couple months to see if that, that makes a big difference. I'm really hopeful that it is. Um, but when I brought those up, you know, she was interested, but she was like, oh, well, I don't know. There's research that backs that up. And I'm like, it's, it's. Something like dietitians recommend, like it, it ties to your blood sugar right. levels. So it's research it's she real. Exactly. Right. But in terms of how it affects your period, she's sitting there as someone going, well, I don't think you can just change your diet and make your period better. It's like, well, actually you can. Mm-hmm. But it was this disconnect of just being, feeling so unseen and so frustrated. Because I just kind of feel like I'm at my wit's end. And, like, I had a glimmer of hope. I'm like, I'll talk to my doctor. And it it didn't go anywhere. And, in fact, it actually brought forth this poor woman who, she's like, oh, yeah, I burst a cyst yesterday at work, which is something that happens. And it's very, very painful. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and, yeah, I just, you know, I had to work through it because I couldn't take a PTO day. She's like, that happens to me in my cycle, like when I'm when I'm in my menstrual cycle. She's like, but yeah, she's like, it was excruciating. I just had to go breathe through it in the corner. Yeah. And I was like, this is too many women. Yeah. And like I said, we talking about somewhat of a shared experience. Well, one of our uh, close friends and one of my clients was talking about, you know, her experience recently. And that kind of led to... Um, you know, after you shared your experience at the doctor with me, it was like, you know, I've heard her talking about this recently and it's kind of what you just said about, you know, I thought uh, my doctor would have answers and you were very disappointed. And 
I think the 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 hope is and what we're hoping what a solution would be, and I think most people is that or at least a doctor has a solution. You know, because like I said, we we teach out yeah like that would even say go. let's mm-hmm. take some tests let's make sure it's not this other thing let's you know let's run just do a hormone panel like right. that would have been a simple right thing but they don't even yeah. suggest it and that's that's very disappointing and that's like you said and then we've talked about this i think we talked about it this year about a trend in in health trend or health and wellness trend about basically yeah, healthcare is you're gonna have to take it upon yourself nowadays to control your healthcare, and it is disappointing because we're shifting from, you know, really relying on our doctors um, to give us the best uh, treatment. Um, but it, it seems uh, now, and you know, it, with the traditional Western medicine system, that that's probably not always the case. Um, you know, I think there are specialty doctors out there, but I think people don't really, they see specialty or specialist and they're like, oh, well, that's, that's too fancy for me. You know, it's like, well, everybody has unique set of issues, whether, whether you're healthy or not healthy, or obviously just being a woman, you have a, a definitely a certain issue you deal with that it, it seems more and more common that the, I don't want to call them the common, but the the regular um, gynecologist cannot provide answers for. Well, and it's it's also it extends kind of to a lot of medicine and even science and research. Women are vastly underrepresented, especially women of childbearing, active cycle years. They aren't included in a lot of studies because their cycles provide too many variables to be a comparable candidate in a research study. Mm. So they've not been included in a lot of huge research studies that are relating to health because it would have been too much freaking work because you would have to know, okay, in order to know what's going on for a woman, you'd have to know exactly where she was in her cycle. She would have to be, quote-unquote, healthy and balanced in her cycle, so everything needs to be running as it should. Because where a man has a 24-hour hormone cycle, a woman has a 28-day hormone cycle. Mm. Thus why we have cycles. Uh. And we go through four phases of our cycle. So... A guy, that is pretty consistent, 24 hours, boom, boom, boom. This is what your hormones are going to do. And, of course, there's fluctuations for age and things like that and stress. But standard, yeah, we can, we can measure everybody the same. Mm-hmm. But it's not the case for women, especially women who have active cycles, because you're going to have to match them up to get a real comparative result you're going to have to know they need to be doing the same thing that these test people over here are doing. Right. That's a lot of extra research to go through. Like, it's been just swept aside. So women have been vastly underrepresented in the traditional health research and studies that we've seen over the years, mm-hmm. not just in the United States. This is everywhere. Yeah. But that's, that's the science that we know as health and 
that's what drives, you know, Western medicine. And I by no means want to disparage Western medicine, but we are taught to see it as sort of the go-to and the standard. And the problem is that it doesn't include everybody. I mean, just as they're finding now that there's certain races that are vastly underrepresented in studies Mm -hmm. and they're finding very like big discrepancies in the effects of certain things on, you know, people who are black, people who are Hispanic, people who are of Asian descent. I mean, it's not, it was just, it's not been studied. Everybody's been put into one big category of, okay, you're a human. Okay, here you go. Yeah. You're, that's your category. That's your health right there. There's your study. There's your findings. And then it's blanketed to everybody. So it's, it's a one size fits all. And then we wonder why it's not fitting all and everybody is having problems because that's not how health works. Health is a very custom thing. It's a very personal thing and it has to be a personal journey and a personal customized approach for everybody. Right. That's not how traditional medicine, Western medicine looks at people. So that's where we have situations like what, you know, I'm describing, Mm. that's where it all comes down to. And even I, who don't really, I don't want to have to go to a doctor. I know they have limitations, but I was just hoping that, you know, I say the words excruciating pain, losing, you know, days out of my month. Sadly, this has been normalized in not just our culture and our society, but in the medical community. Well, I mean, I think my, and like I said, my, I don't have the same perspective you do, but I think that, it, especially like medicine, and like you said, I guess Western medicine, um, especially when it comes to female health, it's the huge focus is on childbearing. Reproduction. Yeah. That's, so, yeah. That's, oh, you want to have another baby? That's where I feel like they put a lot of their education in. So when it comes to which is very valuable, yeah, that's I will what, say. and that's the thing that's it. There has to be some point where those people who specialize in that in the in childbearing and the process of you know um, pregnancy and whatnot, where they can pass once you are essentially have made the decision, you're past that period. Not no pun intended. Um, you get pa- you get it. Pa- you can refer that your client, your your patient to the next level about post childbearing. You know yeah, like, that oh, deals with all these issues. Your body just went through crazy psychotrauma, and your hormones are freaking way off balance right. right now. You should probably seek this person to balance out your hormones and yeah. get your body back to like so, a happy state. And the fact that they can't even give you they a referral or even recommend what you should do next, even steps is that I can imagine how frustrating that is. And we keep hearing it from multiple people. I hear it from my female clients. You hear it from your um, obviously friends and other female clients. You're building a client base yourself. Um, it's, it's becoming more common and common. And like I said, I even heard about on a podcast this week that um, the old talk show host, Ricky Lake, 
why can't I speak? Ricky Lake just made a documentary about the the business of birth control, about how it affects women's health and what Which I really and, want to watch. Yeah, I mean it's just some she it it was founded about, you know, and it's sad to say, but medicine is also connected to um, you know, the pharmaceutical industry. Um mm-hmm. sadly they're kinda interlocked. Um and the pharmaceutical industry is I think I, I said I'm sure they're motivated by helping people, but they're also motivated by profit. turning a profit. Yeah. So, um, and I think birth control has a lot of uh, origins in creating profits. So, not to go too deep down Can that road. Can we just road. say though, the fact that male birth control has never taken off says a lot about the world. Does I'm true. Sure. Well, I mean, Dang. I, I mean. There is a great, Way easier to there control. is a great form of male birth control. You used to, you used to give them out at the health center. I mean, by the, the hundreds, you could use them. And they're very effective. They're called condoms. That is a great form of male birth control. I'm it's just telling true. you. <laughs> and they were giving them away in college. They gave hundreds away, uh, to a guy I know. I don't, I don't know about yeah. that. But I'm just saying that Though that is a great form, and it's very easy, and it has multiple purposes. We won't get into it today, but, but it's not it's not user, and it's not as high percentages as like birth control, like pill form. Yeah, but what what percentages are we talking about? I guarantee it that the condom is over ninety percent effective when used correctly. When used correctly. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but not why, to get too graphic, I could teach a monkey how to use it correctly. No, I oh, I know. I'm not <laughs> saying like you're incompetent. I'm saying that why has the like the idea been? Well, let's let's suppress women's reproductive systems. No, I which is vastly not not offensive at all to men, but just basic anatomy here is vastly more complicated than a man's. Right. I agree. I, so I it's know. Never, it's a whole other topic. It's never gotten off oh, the ground. Subtopic. So, <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to watch that documentary. No, but and I sure. agree. And I think... Uh, and no, Nick is not on some form of crazy birth control. <laughs> not yet. I'll figure it out. Um, you know, I'm always about being a guinea pig. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, kind of the, the moral story is, is what we're discovering more and more and what this podcast has made us like forced to discover or, and forced is not the right word, but given us the inquisitive nature to discover things that we gotta, we gotta dig a little bit more. We cannot be satisfied with the status quo. And that comes with your healthcare too. Yep. You can't be satisfied with the status quo. I think hopefully more and more people start taking regular I doctor think they visits. They have started yeah. the question. And then they regular, they realize, yeah. well this, well what about this? And you ask your primary care physician this and this. And if they keep giving you just kind of scripted answers and not really giving you the details you need, you need to Seek out some more, um, some, you know, other options. Yeah. I am a firm believer that your health takes a village. Mm-hmm. I've had a village ever since I was young, thankfully. And I am incredibly grateful for that. That has been a true honor and gift in my life. But 
even as, especially as I've gotten older and I've moved and everything, I've felt like I had to leave a lot of that. And mm-hmm. I, I had trouble really finding it again. And, you know, seeking out the reason that I have become a, like a health coach, specifically an Ayurvedic health coach. And then I continue to study and I will at some point become like a certified hormone specialist of some kind. And I am planning on focusing my coaching and, and efforts on helping women is because we just haven't, we, there's not much out there in the traditional form, sadly. Mm-hmm. And there's, so many, like, I cannot tell you a woman I've ever spoken to who has said, oh, God, like, I don't ever have issues with my cycle. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, living my best life here, I feel freaking great. I just, I haven't come across that person. I'm sure that they exist somewhere. And, goodness, that's fantastic. But <laughs> it is very rare. Yeah. Instead, get- it's people dealing with, crippling symptoms and saying like I'm worried like my PMS is going to hurt my marriage or I'm having reproductive issues and I'm in hell with that or you know I my hormones are really out of balance and I'm in excruciating pain like there's just there's so many different facets of it and I look at my daughter and I say I want you to have tools yeah. I want you to know how your body works and not be terrified because also the human body is an amazing thing. Like it's magic. It's freaking magic and women's bodies are mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And instead we've been taught to really fear them and to sort of just suck up all those parts that aren't, you know, that we've been taught to see as uncomfortable or, you know, messy or whatever it might be and I am here as a proponent for women and I hope there are other women out there who are on the same page or are looking for those people and you there are people out there for you and there are resources for you so do not give up please just look for, for look for those resources connect with those people because there is there is more for you. Yeah. It just means you have to do a little bit more work yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you'll share And I'm going to continue. Yeah. It, this past week has re-inspired me more than ever mm-hmm. to push through and keep going and keep growing. Yeah. Not just for myself. Yeah. I'm going to be looking for a new primary care physician myself, too. So we'll be able to share both those journeys, yeah. hopefully, um, from both genders. And tell you guys how that goes. Um, hopefully, you're excited for that. Some say pumped for that for those future episodes. Well, you know, it has. We have a little section for what's got us pumped. Pumped for the current episode. And that's what's got us pumped. Okay, you lost me, but okay. Yeah, all right. So <laughs> this is a section about what's got us pumped, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm going to pass it over to the eloquent Shannon to tell you guys what's got her pumped. Oh, well this week I'm going to um I'm going to <laughs> give a book recommendation because actually in one of I had a health coaching call with a friend of mine which also included lots of just catch up 
And she asked me, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so interested in all of this. This is so exciting because she was a yoga teacher during, um, she's gone through yoga teacher training. She's a yoga teacher. She was introduced to Ayurveda in her teacher training. That's not how you use that. Um, but sort of similar to how I experienced it in my training, I went, I ain't got time for that. And I just moved on. <laughs> Because I was like, no, 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 that's, I'm, I'm not connecting with what you're saying. And now that we've started kind of unpacking um, how Ayurveda really does provide that customized approach for your health, she's so voracious for information. Like, can't wait between our calls. And so I gave her a book recommendation. And this is one of, I've purchased many Ayurvedic books of all different kinds at this point. Um, but this one, I feel like especially if you are new to Ayurveda and are particularly interested in sort of the lifestyle and pacing and self-care aspects as well as um, diet and things, this just kind of gives a wonderful, very light overview of everything. And actually this book, since we talked about women's health this week especially, this is one of the few books that I feel like is good as like an introduction to Ayurveda that included reference to women's cycle mm. and how that aligns in Ayurveda with certain doshas. So this was a really big book for me. Um, and it's called Living Ayurveda. It's by Claire Raguzino. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds um, And... It's it's a beautiful book. Like it's filled with this gorgeous like photography of of food and color and experiences she does. She even includes some yoga, different yoga practices for the different seasons. And it's all arranged by season since it is Ayurveda is very much about living in conjunction with nature mm-hmm. and following the seasons. Every season's different. So this was a really, I really enjoyed this book, and I got some fantastic um, tips and ideas and inspiration from it. So I felt like for anybody else, especially you know females that are maybe interested in Ayurveda but haven't felt like diving in, I'm not going to lie, the traditional Ayurvedic books can be heavy. I mean, it's, it's like reading in a way it's almost like you're you're reading a different language or you're reading like a medical book you know it's it can be really intense but this is just really enjoyable and a really nice introduction so that's the thing that I I read this ages ago I don't know why I didn't recommend it but on here sooner I would I would definitely take a look at that book nice that's good Suggestion. Uh, so what's got me pumped is that we're coming up on our wedding anniversary. And yeah. we've got some big plans for it. Um, I actually gave Shannon the choice of hanging by a casino pool for a day or going <laughs> paddleboarding. And the active woman she is decided to go paddleboarding. <laughs> so we will be going paddleboarding uh, next week for our anniversary. It's our first time we've been paddleboarding. In a long time. It is. So, I mean, really years time. before Ella 
the last time we did it together. Mm-hmm. And I did it maybe a little, maybe a few years before that, which was several years ago. Um, so it's going to be a first time for us. Luckily, the weather is nice and warm here wow. in Tampa. Yeah. I don't know about maybe the weather. Second time for us. Yeah. What did I say? First. Maybe first time in a long time is what I meant. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, yes, uh, luckily the weather is nice, but we'll see. The water is probably going to be cooled. So we'll report back to see if we both stayed up during our, our paddleboarding journey mm-hmm. next week. Yeah, um, and very, report on some of our other things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Rest to fill you guys in about the rest of our anniversary weekend. So um, that's got me pumped. I mean, if you haven't been paddleboarding before, um, great workout, great core workout, great arm and great everything workout. So it's, yeah, it's a lot body. of arms, too. So um, and we're going to be going off maybe off armor chores and it's going to be interesting with all the boats there. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Really we're, for nice yeah, we got to figure this out. <laughs> All right, so uh, that was a great episode. Lots to talk about, guys. I think we just scratched the surface about the whole topic about, uh, you know, taking ownership of our health care. Um, specifically, obviously, we doled into women's health this week. But I think that's a topic we're going to be going back to a lot, not only this year, but, you know, for years to come. So if you guys have any maybe experiences that you'd like to share, please let us know. Um, you guys can connect with us on Instagram, the ATF podcast. Um, that's where you can also enter to win our current listener giveaway for the PM collagen from Thursday. Um, and of course, rating reviews and Apple podcast or your preferred podcast app. Got anything else for them tonight? All I can say is don't turn in your woman card. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. There are answers. There are answers and there are help. Mm -hmm. Good way to go out. This has been another edition of the Addictive Fitness Podcast. We'll take you next time. Bye. For all things Addictive Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at the ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.